Live with CDP Sports Talk, a weekly sports and entertainment podcast sponsored by Barry Cullen Chevrolet. Live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and LinkedIn. And on audio via Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Anchor FM, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Radio Public, and TuneIn. Now, here's your host, Chris Palme. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Season 7, Episode 19, Overall 349 of Live with CDP Sports Talk, sponsored by Barry Cullen Chevrolet Dealership at 905 Woodlawn Road West in the Guelph Auto Mall. Check out barrycullen.com for the newest selection of new and pre-owned GM vehicles, or give them a call at 519-824-0210. Or email them at info at barrycullen.com as well. Live with CDP Sports Talk is on weeknights on radio station WQEE 99.1 FM in Noonan, Georgia. The home of Southern Talk in sports, the heartbeat of Atlanta. I hope everyone's doing well well on this Thursday, December 28th, 2023. This is my last show of the year and my 349th episode overall. And uh, I'm looking forward to having another lacrosse show today and a guest. And this is his second time on Live with CDP Sports Talk. And his name is Adam Levy. He is the uh, National Cross League writer and reporter and host of the Lacrosse Matrix uh, podcast. And we're going to bring Adam on now. And we're just going to talk about the 23-24 lacrosse season and uh, maybe just a little bit about last year's uh, Buffalo Bandits Championship over Colorado as well. Good afternoon, Adam. How you doing? I'm really good, Chris. Thank you for, for having me on the show. I, I really appreciate it. And it's good to be back with you. A lot has changed since in the last time we spoke. Absolutely. Hey, I just want to wish you a merry belated Christmas to you and your family and a happy new year as well going into 2024, which is kind of scary. Yeah, well, the new year always brings new challenges, but Merry Christmas and happy holidays to you and the family as well. And and I hope you've been enjoying it. Uh, I know uh, it's it's been it's been a fun one here with the entire family together, especially now living in New York City. Uh, So it's uh, it's nice to join you. So you're in New York permanently now then? Yes. Well, I I can never say permanently, but I can say that uh, uh, we're here for the foreseeable future. Uh, It's where I was born and raised in New York City, and uh, my parents are here. And, um, yeah, so that's uh, – can you just hold on one sec? I actually have a special guest for you. Okay, no problem. And uh, I just want to say thank you to Adam for coming on here today. And I don't think he's believed uh, to be related to Marv Levy, the former head coach of the Buffalo uh, Bills. Oh, hey, pal. How you doing? What is his name? This is Preston. You might see him doing the Preston's picks. Um, So he just woke up from his nap um, and came searching for me. So now he's here and uh, you'll actually see his Preston's picks. He's doing them every week, uh, picking who he thinks is going to win every weekend. Uh, he's been doing pretty good so far. Uh, so, um, as I was saying, been in New York now only for two months, but I, I was born and raised here. My parents okay. still live here. Um, and, and now this is, uh, this is our new home or new rehome, I guess, since we're back where things started. New York city is one of my favorite cities. I've been there a couple of times and, you, I, I didn't get much sleep there because there's so much to do there. And uh, Madison Square Garden's awesome. Yankee Stadium's awesome. And it's just a terrific city. And uh, Vancouver is another city I want to get out to at some point as well because I've never been out to Western Canada. But that's I think that's great that you're back in New York. How's the weather there? I must It must be like here right now. It's just mild and raining almost every day. That has been it. And, and I'll take it. I remember those brutal winters in New York City. And boy, were they tough. Uh, so I'm pretty thankful and I can say my wife is thankful too. She's, uh, from British Columbia. And, uh, although she did spend many years in Prince George, a small town up North in BC, where it was very, very cold, she was getting used to the milder winters of Vancouver. So not, uh, not having to be thrust into the harsh winters of New York city has been a a welcome, 
a welcome thing for us here. Hey, and your team is going to be on the TSN uh, Game of the Week uh, this Saturday at 4 o'clock. The New York Riptide against those Toronto Rock in Hamilton with uh, Pat Gregor and John Abbott and uh, Ashley Docking. Bye, Preston. But I, I, want, I want to get his picks before we end the show. I yeah, have to get his picks. Definitely. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that as well. And uh, I was at the Bandits home opener a couple weeks ago against San Diego. I'm going to be doing some more media work for them. And it was just tremendous. Almost 18,000 people in Bandit land. And I've been to a lot of sporting events. And Bandit land um, might not be the biggest crowd, but they are loud and passionate. Oh, they're incredible. Uh, and I am very, very happy being on the East Coast. Being in Vancouver, I could really only go to Vancouver games. It was just so exhausting to to potentially travel to places like Calgary, San Diego. That That's a bit of a haul. But getting to be able to be close to the Riptide, to the Wings, to the Firewolves, to the Nighthawks, and, and to the Bandits, of course, uh, very excited for that. And I'll actually be in Banditland on the 19th of January for Tucker Out Lymphoma Night. Uh, my first time in Bandit Land, and I know that that is such a special, special night, and I expect a, an equal crowd, uh, a sellout for sure. Uh, so I cannot wait for my first Bandit Land experience. My next game is January 6th against Colorado, but uh, if the weather is good from Guelph to Buffalo, I might try to come out for that 19th game because it would be nice to meet you in person as well. And uh, I just had one of the new guys on the Buffalo Bandits radio broadcasts, not new guys, but take it over for Randy Mearns, uh, Steve Bermo on my show, and what a great guy. And we ended up talking for about 90 minutes the other day. Steve is an absolute gem, one of the best guys uh, in the business uh, so kind, so genuine, so helpful, uh, really an incredible man and uh, really excited for him uh, to be taking over that announcing position. Uh, so knowledgeable about the game. So, yeah, it's uh, it's amazing that you got so much time to talk with him. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's just an overall great guy. And I had John Gerkler on recently and Pat Gregor as well. So this league has been really great. I do some media work for the Canadian Football League, the Toronto Argonauts, and I see so many similarities between both leagues, not just the 18 game series, but uh, the 18 game seasons, but the way they're giving me opportunities. And I'm getting on hands training, interviewing players and coaches, and speaking to John Tavares and uh, having them answer my questions is just amazing. Yeah, and, and Coach Tavares is is, uh, is an awesome guy. I have to say, I, so I was in Albany, and I know you wanted to talk a lot about the the bandits, and I was in Albany for that. Uh, I guess from your guys's perspective, it was a very unfortunate loss to the Albany Firewolves in in uh, uh, what was it week one or week two? Yes, week one. And, yeah, and uh, it was uh, it was a wild game. Uh, I, I really liked MVP Arena now. Uh, for what it is and, and for the city uh, of Albany, it's obviously very different than Buffalo. And uh, But the fans were excited. The team was very exciting to watch. They're, the Albany is a really good team this year. And, um, you know, I, I can tell you that um, when I was uh, outside of the press room and, and around the team, um, I saw the Bandits walk to the locker room. And, you know, I, I've been in some situations where I've seen players who seem pretty disappointed and some coaches that are disappointed. And, you know, seeing that team, the way that they uh, looked coming off the floor, I really felt like, I, and I think I even said this to GM Steve Diedrich, I was like, um, you know, I don't think anyone would be surprised after the way that it seemed like they felt if they won the next 17 games. Uh, you know, that is that is not bandit culture to to have a shocking loss like that it's very rare for them to let up 17 goals um you know and there's some reasons for that and we'll get into it but um yeah i i think that what we saw in the second half of that seals game was really more indicative of uh what we expect from the bandits and uh yeah it's they're they're going to be another strong team and another contender towards the very end uh once we get to the playoffs i believe and the Bandits last year lost their home opener and season opener to that same Albany team. And mm -hmm. Albany is a good club, and they do match up well with the Bandits. And uh, now having these unified standings and no more divisions, every game is going to mean, mean even more now, Adam. Yeah, and so it's interesting, and I know that Teddy Jenner, and I'm going to kind of piggyback off this, off his uh, burning take, 
his warrior burning take uh, with the NLL this week where, you know, people were giving some pushback about, you know, how will this change things for the bandits and how will this change things for the rock with the unified standings? And, you know, I, I think what I would just say to that is that, you know, cause a lot of people I think, or some people at least were jumping on saying, well, this benefits the rock. So of course now that they might not, there's no East pipeline to get to the finals that that makes that that'll make it easier for the rock. And, and what I would say is that if these two teams finish where everyone expects them to finish, there is every reason to believe that they would still face each other in the playoffs. It's not like they're not going to face each other. If they're the two in the three seed or the one in the four seed and they beat who they're supposed to beat, well, they'll just end up playing each other. So it, it'll still be the same outcome in the, in the postseason. Um, in terms of maybe how many wins they come out with at the end, I, I think that, you know, that might change a little bit. Um, but I, I still think, you know, Buffalo and Toronto are just going to be right there at the end. And, uh, but I, I will say I, I love the unified standings from a fan standpoint because it just means that the fans get to see more NLL stars uh, on a more regular basis, which is the best way to grow the game and show off the amazing talent that's throughout the National Lacrosse League. Absolutely. Now, the playoff format, Adam, is it still going to be one versus eight, two versus seven, three versus six, et cetera? And the first round still going to be the best of one and then best of three for the next second and the third round? So to the first part of that question, yes, that's how it's going to be one to eight, uh, much more like a, a regular NBA or NHL kind of playoffs. Uh, and then as for format, I don't think it has been formally announced yet and probably won't be formally announced for, for many months. Uh, but I believe that it would be a similar format for the playoffs, the, the one kind of that wild card match and then the two and two. Okay. But I'm, we'll, I'm, we'll, we'll be on that. We'll, we'll find out about that as the months go on. I'm hoping the NL finals eventually go to a best of five. I know it's not a best of one. It's a best of three. But mm -hmm. to me, I would love to see it as a fan go to at least a best of five. And I, I think it would make more money for the league as well with the TV stuff and more gates. So I'm hoping in the future the league can look at going to a best of five NL finals. Well, it is interesting and it is such a there's a, a tightrope that needs to be walked here uh, with the NLL and, of course, the PLL. You know, there's all these questions of, you know, do do these two leagues work together to grow the game? Are they going to be competing forces? How is that going to work? But, you know, I think the NLL understands that there are guys that are getting a paycheck um, from somewhere somewhere else and that uh, it means that they need to be accommodating those players. And so I don't know if you notice this, Chris, but the regular season actually ends a week earlier this year than it did last year, which means the playoffs will start a week earlier, uh, which means that the NLL finals will end a week earlier. So that means that those players who, who are on, let's say, the bandits or whoever makes the finals, they won't have to sacrifice maybe missing time in the PLL. Okay. That's definitely good. And uh, I have a viewer and one of my friends on, and I've had him on my show as well. His name is Patrick Bernard, and uh, he covers the Philadelphia Wings. And uh, he just wants to say, what's up, fellows? My uh, guys, Chris, and my friend, Adam. And uh, he's uh, taken a love, a liking to the game of lacrosse in Philadelphia as well. And I think it's a, a great sport, and I think it'll do well in Philadelphia. Philadelphia yeah. is a great sport town. I actually met Patrick uh, when I was at the Wings game the other the other week, uh, and it was great um, to to get to know him. And it, you're right, he's doing great things for Wings Lacrosse, and it's really good to see how there's uh, so many different types of media that are covering the the Philadelphia region and box lacrosse. And same can be said in Buffalo. You know, you know that there's other shows out there that are covering the Bandits, and you know, hopefully one day you get every market having as many media sources for NLL action uh, as they do in Philadelphia and Buffalo. So uh, yeah, Patrick's a great guy and I'm going to get to see him uh, not this weekend, but next weekend I'll be in Albany again. And then the next day I'm going down to Philadelphia as well. So I'll be back there. I would like to try to do some other road games. I, I love doing the Buffalo Bandit games, but I would like to do one in Albany and one in Philadelphia. Just ex I've been to one in Hamilton, and that experience was great too, but I kind of would like to, to try to cover a little bit more of the league as well. And uh, Right now, this direction of this league is going well, Adam, in my opinion. Yeah, it, it, 100% is. And, and first of all, let me just say, so no Rochester games for you? 
Actually, I wouldn't mind doing that. Rochester is only about three hours from where I'm in Guelph. I believe it's what an hour on the I-90 past <coughs> Buffalo. So, yeah, actually, I would like to do a Rochester game this year as well. Uh, I'll just have to speak to you. Know, I'm going to have to speak to someone from the league because I know with the Buffalo Bandits, I have a contact person with them. So for the other teams, I'll have to get a list of who I should email for that. Yeah, yeah, and, and maybe uh, off air I can I can try and help you with that. I've got tons of contacts and, and information that, that could probably be helpful to you. So uh, we'll, we'll definitely connect on that. But, yeah, definitely go to some road games. You know, this year I made it my mission being on the East Coast to try and go to as many games as possible. And uh, I think by the end of things I'll be at uh, 26 games that I would have gone to by the end of the regular season. That doesn't even include the playoffs. Um, so it's uh, busy weekends, busy times here. Absolutely. And Patrick's just saying, I owe you both a cheesesteak. And uh, I'll take you up on that, Patrick, and a beer with it too as well. So definitely, uh, thank you, Patrick, for watching. And I had him on my show about six weeks ago, and we talked Phillies, we talked Eagles, and we talked a little bit about the Wings. But, yeah, this has been great this week having you and Steve on. And I've had Pat Gregor on eight times, and John Gerkler has been great as well, been on my show a couple times. This league is really, really great with the media, and, and it's a really a fan-driven league in my opinion. Oh, it's it's amazing, and, and there's some incredible fans around the league. Uh, to see the amount of Buffalo fans that showed up in Albany for that game, and not only showing up, but completely dressed up, jerseys, um, you know, necklaces, cool costumes, uh, so loud, so passionate. Uh, when a team tra- when a, a team's fans can travel like the Bandits fans do, I mean, that kind of sixth man, I guess you would call it, or, you know, I, I think it it really bodes well for those teams. And it's just so cool to see that. And as you know, and as we've talked about in bandit land, those, those fans are some of the best and um, having those people be as passionate as they are and, and, and show their support in every way possible. It's amazing. And winning helps too. And the bandits, who've been around since 1992 have won five championships and they've been consistent pretty well for most of their existence. And I wanted to ask you this, Adam, since I've got you on for another 10 minutes, Mm -hmm. uh, what were your thoughts on the coaching job last year by John Tavares and in all terms of all time, great bandits teams and their previous championship teams, where does this one rank? Well, think about this for a second. So he, I mean, if you look at what he's done since he's been the sole head coach there, uh, you're looking at three consecutive 14 and four seasons. Now, of course, some people will say, well, look who he had on the team. You know, he had Steve Priolo, Matt Vince, Dane Smith, Josh Byrne, and and so many others. Uh, the Tohoka, I really could list the entire roster. Everyone's just so talented. Um, but, you know, it does take a guy uh, who not only knows the game so well, but, you know, he, he's very opinionated, very vocal, very involved on the bench. He doesn't just sit back. Uh, he, he knows how to deal with the tough situations, which is incredibly crucial come playoff time. Uh, he, he's a very smart guy. Uh, you know, I would say that, you know, he, he takes the game and everything about it very seriously. And you saw that, uh, when he was a player. So for him to carry that over into his head coaching job, I think has been amazing. I think, uh, I don't know if you know this, but I had, uh, I had tweeted it out on my Twitter at, at Adam Levy NLL that he is actually the fastest head coach in NLL history to reach 50 wins. Um, So, you know, more history for him. And then over the summer, he became uh, one of the few coaches in lacrosse history to win a man cup and an NLL cup in the same year. So, I mean, what, what can't he do? You know, people say that in jest sometimes to pay respect, but seriously, what, what can't John Tavares do? I don't know. And when I did my first Bandits game there two years ago, I was really intimidated by him, by him. But then I finally asked him a question, and he answered it. And then um, last year, I went to a couple games where they lost. And I said to John, I guess I'm unlucky. And he goes, yeah, I don't know if they want you here anymore. And, uh, and then... <coughs> When I went to the NL Finals, they won. I said, hey, John, I brought you good luck today, and he remembered me. So I, I yeah. feel more at ease with him because when you're new in the media industry like myself, uh, it, it was kind of intimidating trying to approach someone like him because he's like Wayne Gretzky or Tom Brady of that sport. Yeah, and and I will say, you know, um, that's the case. In, in, well, I don't want to say for every coach, but for almost every coach in the NLL, especially if it's a tough loss, 
it, they're, they're not going to have a lot to say. Um, you know, some teams have it where it's kind of like, uh, you know, uh, a little bit more required, I guess, so to speak, where, where the coach has to speak with the media. But there, there are teams that don't necessarily force that upon the coach, especially if there's things that need to be urgently worked out within the locker room or spoken about or things are, are, are need to be addressed uh, quite immediately. So uh, I, I understand that totally. And, you know, I, I had that uh, experience uh, not only in week one, but, you know, when I got to see him throughout the Man Cup over the summer, you know, it was very much like, okay, I got my head down and that, that's how business is. But when they won the Man Cup, you know, it was, hey, do you need anything? Thank you so much, you know, uh, and all those things. And, and, you know, for me as a reporter, I don't, I, I know many people, they want to be like, oh my God, this is the moment. This is where I can talk to him. I don't necessarily do that. You know, I've, I've developed relationships with these guys over a long period of time, and I understand how much these moments mean to them. Um, and so for me, you know, when he won the Man Cup, I think he expected me to ask him a lot of questions. And I just said, you know, coach, you, you've earned this, you've earned this time with the guys and, you know, you know, we'll talk another time. And so it, it's just understanding, you know, the environment, it's understanding the situation and it's being able to, you know, do things that, you know, might not always be in your best interest, but, you know, building a, a trust and a respect with them goes a long way. Absolutely. And at the last game, Bud Bailey, who covers the Bandits and does a great job, and he's a friend of mine, wasn't there. So at the end of the game, one of the Bandits management came up to me. It's like, who do you want to speak to? And I'm like, uh, doesn't Bud usually do that? And they're like, no, Chris, uh, let us know tonight. So I decided to pick Josh Byrne and uh, Dane Smith and uh, John Tavares. And, and I was like, wow. And, and one guy goes, that's because, Chris, you're here often, and they're noticing your work. And it really felt nice to be able to talk to Dane uh, Dane Smith, and who's from Kitchener, Ontario, not far from me, and, and Josh Byrne. Dane Smith, uh, I compared him to a hockey player with Steve the other day, and I said he reminds me of Mario Lemieux. He has the ability to score tons of goals, but I think <coughs> he, I think he he loves being a, a facilitator, facilitator, getting those mm-hmm. assists and making those around him a better player. Yeah, I mean, he is one of those guys, and the best guys in the league are this way. They they want to help their team in whichever way that they can. I just did a, a feature piece that's going to go up probably today or tomorrow on Ryan Banesh of the Halifax Thunderbirds. And, you know, he's on the top 10 list of, of pretty much everything offensively. And, you know, he just kept saying, you know, I, I just love my guys. I love helping my teammates. And if that means scoring, if that means passing, you know, I'll do what I have to do. But you look at these stats for the season – <clears throat> excuse me for uh for dean smith uh he's got one goal but 12 assists um but sure you know if he goes out there and has to score um for whatever reason it. let's say josh isn't finding the back of the net which right now he is he's got six goals through uh, a couple games so far you know uh dean can definitely step up and do that so he he's really a do-it-all kind of guy a generational type of talent um and uh he's, he's been so special and to see him still producing uh, year after year at the level that he is, which is really, and, and, and again, sometimes we say this hyperbolically, but at a historic rate, uh, it, it's really, we, we need to appreciate what we're seeing out of Dane Smith. Absolutely. And then you got so many great players on that team. Matt Vince, Josh Burns, Chris Kluche. They have so much depth on there. Um, I know, Adam, we're not, we are a little bit short for time. So this next question I wanted to get to you before we, uh, we cut this in a few minutes. I had yeah. to ask you this, but can you tell my audience about the National Lacrosse League's on box series and how this came about? Yeah, so um, it's a it's a project that was really spearheaded by Kurt Hunzinger uh, with the NLL, an amazing project to, to grow the game in some communities that have had NLL uh, in the past and some that are new in, in areas that the league wants to expand. And it's all about growing the game. And, and we've seen this at pretty much uh, every level, box field, wherever, where uh, with this Olympic push, we're trying to expand uh, people playing lacrosse. And the NLL is doing that. <clears throat> through this youth initiative with Unboxed and giving opportunities in, in these communities for more people to get sticks in their hands and, and experience by doing that. And uh, it's been an amazing initiative. And 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 I think that the way that it was rolled out with those incredible logos uh, that were so fun and engaging uh, w- was super cool. But yeah, it's been an amazing initiative for the NLL, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry, 
uh, where he, um, where basically you're just trying to grow the game. You want more people uh, to be playing box and box is growing in uh, America. Obviously it's already huge in Canada, but uh, yeah, it's been an amazing thing. And, and we have the first unboxed series match coming up in February between the Toronto rock and uh, New York riptide. Um, and they have their, their, uh, I think they're the Castor de Montreal or, or something like that. Um, so it, it's just, uh, having those experiences, having those, uh, professional athletes in those markets, aside from just having those, those drills and everything like that is just, uh, more engaging with more new fans. And it's, it's really cool to see how that came about and, and also, um, you know, making sure that they picked markets that they really think can bear fruit. Do you see expansion coming up for the National Lacrosse League in the next two to three years? And do you feel Montreal would be a good candidate? Oh, 100% Montreal would be an amazing candidate. It is uh, the birthplace, uh, so to speak, of the modern version of lacrosse. Uh, they've had a team, an NLL team in the past, which a lot of NLL coaches have played on. Uh, in fact, the, the the coaches, a few of the coaches that are participating in the Unbox Series match, guys like Jason Crosby, uh, Mike Hazen, and others, they were part in one way or another of the uh, Montreal Express when they were there. So uh, it's it's a great market uh, in general. I love the city of Montreal. I think it's one of the best cities uh, that I've traveled to. It's so much fun, so much culture. Uh, but with the ties to to box lacrosse and lacrosse in general. I think it'd be amazing. And, and if, well, you know, some people would say, well, why not expand it to a different region where that already isn't, you know, overloaded with teams, obviously going down then from Halifax, uh, you'd have Montreal, you've got Toronto, you got Buffalo, Rochester, all that. Um, but it's a great market and I think it would be very successful. Uh, we'll have to see how this game is not necessarily being, it's not being played in Montreal, it's being played in Laval, which is right outside okay. Montreal. Um, so we'll see if in that kind of uh, smaller extended market, if that really works for the uh, for the team and if a lot of people come out. But I think it'd be great. And also it'd just be nice to have 16 teams, especially with this unified standings. You've got an even number than half the teams make the playoffs. It, it would just be nice to have that. So uh, I would love to see one more team be in the NLL. And I, I, I think that Montreal would be a top candidate. I personally would like to see Detroit get a team again as well. I know yeah. they had a team there in the nineties. They do have the arena and I think Detroit's a great sports city. Uh, Adam, I'll save that for the next time you come on my show about yeah. expansion across the league. I have one more question I wanted to ask you because I want to get you out of here so you can get your other show on uh, thoughts on this weekend's games quickly uh, between the Georgia swarm and the Buffalo bandits. And, and what are, what's another game or two that you're looking forward to uh, seeing and, and obviously the TSN game of the week. Yeah, so I think that that game, uh, Buffalo and Georgia, is going to be a very interesting one. You know, we talk about uh, the Buffalo Bandits' defense, which looked really good against a very potent San Diego team, especially in that second half. Uh, can that keep going? You know, when you look at some of the injuries and some of the people that are out already, you know, uh, the Sweetings, Bomberries, uh, you know, Justin Robinson. And then, you know, it's been a big loss to not have Max Adler at the faceoff. Absolutely. Um, you know, Max is such a good guy. And and I know that he he would love to be playing with the team. And I know that there's, um, you know, some stuff surrounding that. Uh, you know, I actually I'm planning on covering that uh, in, in a piece very shortly. But, uh, you know, I, I know that he would love to be out there with the team and, and, and you know, being out there with the bandits. He loves box lacrosse. He, he loves playing with his team. But, yeah, having all those guys out against a, a Georgia team that looks like a very potent, deep offense, uh, and they showed it against the Colorado Mammoth, uh, even the second time against Dylan Ward, who, you know, when you talk about the best goaltenders in the league, a guy, you know, when we talk about Matt Vince, Dylan Ward's right up there. So, you know, they the Bandits defense has to be on high alert again, just like they were against San Diego. They have to, to be going because, you know, if you've got – you know, Andrew Q, Shane Jackson, Lyle Thompson, guys like that, uh, scoring and facilitating. Then, then you got some of the other guys like Seth Oaks or Brendan Bomberry, you know, adding as well. Uh, you know, that can be really dangerous to deal with. But I think that, like I said in the very beginning, I think Buffalo is ready. They learned a lot uh, about what they need to do to win games 
after that loss to Albany, and they're going to refuse to lose for the rest of the season. Obviously, they probably will have more losses, but I think that that really put them on high alert, more so than their loss to Albany the year prior. And uh, I, I expect high things from them. And then if you look around the league, I mean, it's so exciting. There's so many games this weekend. You got seven games. You got three on Friday, three on Saturday, and one on Sunday. It would be amazing to see Albany move to 4-0. Uh, but Saskatchewan, you know, they had a huge win against Las Vegas. And I know some people will say, well, it was Las Vegas. You know, they're a team that's still trying to find their way. But they, you know, to score 17 goals and only allow five against any team in the National Lacrosse League is incredibly impressive. And with Saskatchewan being at home, we would happen. So uh, can can that happen? And, you know, can Rochester, and, and I, I know that they're 3-0, and but can they pull off an upset against San Diego uh, in San Diego? Uh, Trevor Baptiste has been incredible for them uh, at the faceoff X, and I, I think that they're one of the most complete teams. But, again, their offense, you got Westberg, Dean Doby, Curtis Dixon. These guys are just the most elite talents in the National Lacrosse League. So very exciting to to see that game. And, you know, it's. I, I think when we look at Halifax and Philadelphia, Halifax looks amazing, and there was so much high hopes for Philly um, prior to the injuries to Blaze Reardon and Holden Katoni, and and they have other weapons, of course, Mitch Jones, uh, an MVP caliber player, Joe Resiteritz, also an MVP caliber player, um, but you know, not we talk about depth, not having those two key players in in Katoni. And, and Reardon is really, really difficult. And, and I think that that's what we've seen when they've been out. So I hope that those guys uh, recover. Uh, I don't want to say quickly because you want them to heal properly, but you know they, they need those guys back in the lineup. But it does give a lot of the Wings young players a chance to shine and get these opportunities that they might not have otherwise gotten. So I think that's great for them. And I, I just hope that this Wings losing skid uh, doesn't draw out too long because obviously it can be very tough. We talked about the unified standings to make a rebound if you fall too back in the standings. Okay. Before we wrap this up, is it possible to get Preston's picks for even one or two games? And uh, where can my audience follow you on social media and the National Lacrosse League's website? Of course. Yeah. So unfortunately with the Preston's picks, they'll be out later tonight. Okay. Uh, we do have a, a method of how we do it, laying it out and then having him uh, point to the team that, that he wants to do, but that will be out tonight. So check that out. And it's always posted on my Twitter at Adam Levy NLL. And this season I'm doing something really cool where I wanted fans to engage with it more. So if you go to office pool junkie and search for Preston's picks, you can actually compete against Preston every week <laughs> and compete for prizes uh, and so people have been winning really cool signed balls. Uh, I just sent out to last week's winner, Jake Elliott, uh, the play-by-play -play announcer that everyone knows and loves so much. Uh, I just sent him a signed Buffalo Bandits pennant uh, that he won last week. So you can win weekly prizes, but at the end of the season, whoever has the most wins will win season tickets to their team of their choice. So uh, especially if you're a Bandits fan where those might be harder to come by, uh, you'll want to be competing every week because having season tickets to that, that arena would be amazing. Uh, but yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Adam Levy NLL. Uh, if you don't already follow me, I not only post uh, all my stories and, and, and extra quotes on there from all the pieces that I write every week, uh, but you can also uh, listen to the Lacrosse Matrix podcast, as you mentioned in the intro, which can be found on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, this week's episode is going to be on Riley Hutchcraft, the backup goaltender who looks like he's now going to be the starting goaltender for the Rochester Nighthawks for the foreseeable future uh, with, unfortunately, Ryland Hartley. Or Ry yeah, Ryland Hartley uh, having that uh, what appears to be a concussion after having the ball hit him in the face last week. Um, so that stay tuned for that episode. You can also find me on NLL.com. I write articles for there and I do those uh, awesome power rankings, which gets people really fired up. And I, I, I cannot tell you how much I love hearing everyone's opinions. Um, no, but in all seriousness, I, I, I think everyone has, has a voice and everyone has an opinion and, and it's great to express it. So I do those. I also write other articles for NLL.com. I also do a couple of pieces a week for IL Indoor, which is inside lacrosse's box lacrosse coverage. 
Uh, and then I also have pieces that are posted on the National Lacrosse League Player Association's website. So you can find me a lot of places. I know that's a mouthful, but yeah, I, I'm everywhere all the time. Um, I, I spend as much time as I can with my family. And when I'm not doing that, I don't really have any other hobbies. I just work during the NLL season. So uh, a lot of content for the fans. Okay. I apologize for keeping you an extra five minutes, but I really enjoyed no talking to you, Adam. And I want to say thank you so much for coming on my 349th show today. And uh, this show will be on WQE 99.1 FM in Noonan, Georgia the home of the Georgia Swarm, or close to it. Uh, we'll air that soon as well. And uh, hopefully we'll run into you at the KeyBank Center on January 19th. I'm going to, fingers crossed, the weather is good, and I'll be able to come and see you in person as well and that. And and uh, it just be nice to meet you in person. But, hey, Adam, you, uh, John Gerkler, Pat Gregor, Brian Shanahan, everybody affiliated with this league has been so great with me, and I really appreciate you giving some giving us some time today as well. Of course. And, and Chris, if you ever need anything, you can always reach out to me. And, and that goes for most people. You know, people have started reaching out to me in DMs and other ways. And so you can always do that. Uh, if I can get to you, you know, and help you out and help teach you about the game, I'm, I'm more than happy to. Uh, we're all here to grow the game and give it coverage to the people that that work so hard to make it as amazing as it is. So, Chris, thank you so much for the time and, and I really appreciate what you're doing. And congratulations on uh, ahead of time on episode 350. That's a big milestone. Thank you so much, Adam. Wishing you and your family a happy new year. And I can't wait to check Preston's picks out. And uh, we'll talk to you soon, pal. Have a great afternoon. Happy new All year. All right. Have a good one. You too. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed today's Season 7, Episode 19 of Live with CDP Sports Talk, brought to you by Barry Cullen Chevrolet with my guest today, Adam Levy, who is a National Lacrosse League writer, reporter, and he's also a contributing writer with Indoor Lacrosse, and he's also the host of the Lacrosse Matrix podcast. I thought since this was my last episode of 2023, I'm going to be back in 2024, guys. And my next episode will be number 350. So I'm working on more special guests and great guests like Adam Levy, uh, who came on today as well. So I'm going to play a clip of uh, from NBC Studios where I visited in February of 2019. And this is where I kind of sort of got a little bit of the uh, broadcasting bug. And I want to play this little clip from the NBC uh, studios, and it was a lot of fun doing this. From New York City, the city that never sleeps. No, really, I haven't slept in a week. It's on the air at NBC Studios with your host, Chris Pomey, and tonight's guest, Daniel Benson, featuring the 30 rock and roll band. I'm Jeffrey W., and here's your host, Chris Pomey. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining me on my first night as host on air at NBC Studios. Exciting, right? We are coming to you live from 30 Rockefeller Plaza, where some of my late night idols got their start. We got a terrific show for you tonight, but first say hello to the 30 Rock Rock and Roll Band. Can you believe this, Jeffrey? From a tourist to a host of to a host of on air at NBC Studios in under 30 minutes. Wow. Maybe I should make a run for president. I probably settle for a reality show if I were you. On air has so much talent behind the scenes. Let's give it up for the crew. I'm I'm so excited to bring out our first guest. They are starting. They're starring in a new blockbuster action film being shot right here in New York. One of the best in the business. Please welcome Daniel Benson. <laughs> Hello, Daniel. Great to have you here. How is New York treating you? Um, so so. You know, just walking around, seeing. Yeah. So the film sounds incredible. It has a huge budget and is filled with A listeners. How did you land this role? Um, well, I landed this role because I started on Law and Order, and now I'm here. It sounds like everything is really working out for you. So I hear you're doing your own stunts. 
What is the craziest? What is the craziest stunt you've had to do so far? I've actually had to go skydiving before. Last time I did that, I woke up in New Orleans. <laughs> I also heard you've been uh, filming some uh, noisy action scenes late at night in the Lower East Side. What's the worst complaint you've gotten? Um, that I'm not a good actor, and yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a typical morning at my house. Your cool store has been in the news a lot lately. How's it been working with them? Um, pretty good, honestly. You know, they're. I don't like them. <laughs> well, let them know. I'll send my best. I wouldn't want to get on their bad side. Daniel, we are so lucky to have you here today. What has been your favorite part of the tour? Um, sitting here with you today. My favorite part is. Um, being here with everybody and doing the tour. But did you make it to the prop room? I snuck this and grabbed this. I heard you had sticky fingers. <laughs> well, I'm glad you all love the tour. There's so much talent and history in this building. In fact, I realize I'm sitting at Jimmy's old desk. Can I take this thing? Can you believe we are out of time? You'll have to come back again and visit again soon. Will you do that? Um, yeah, yeah, if I have time. So good to have you here. Thanks for dropping by. And any time for you. But next time I'd like to be on The Tonight Show. I'd rather have better guests. I'd like to thank everyone who made on-air NBC Studios possible today. The 30 Rock and Roll Band, and the talented Daniel Benson, and our wonderful camera operators, and of course, our crew in the control room. Thank you for visiting, and we hope you enjoy the rest of your tour at NBC Studios. I'm Chris Pame. Good night. All right, guys, that was courtesy of my YouTube channel. Uh, I thought I did okay, but I think I'm a lot more confident on air than I was four years ago. It was a five-minute sketch, but it was a lot of fun at NBC Studios in New York City. And if you go to New York City, highly recommend it. And uh, like I said, it was a lot of fun. And uh, that's where I got a little bit of my broadcasting bug was from that uh, skit doing NBC Studios as well. Also, guys, the next live with CDP Sports Talk, sponsored by Barry Cullen Chevrolet Dealership here in Guelph, and weeknights at 8 p.m. Eastern on WQEE 99.1 FM. To be announced, I am working on more guests for next week and into the new year 2024. But I want to say thank you to everybody, all my guests, and everyone for watching and listening to Live with CDP Sports Talk in 2023. I am coming on my 350th episode next week. And also I'm heading towards 400 episodes uh, into 2024, as well as coming on my fourth year of doing this show in March of 2023 as well. Also, guys, we have some Thursday night football. Thursday night football tonight, the New York Jets and the Cleveland Browns at 8.15 kickoff. The Cleveland Browns are going for their 11th win of the season, and they're being led by Joe Flacco, a 40-year-old journeyman quarterback at the end of his career, and he's done a great job filling in for Deshaun Watson, who's out for the year. And the Browns, th did you know this? The Browns and Lions, the last time these franchises both had 10-plus wins in the same season with 1957. These franchises have struggled for decades, and their fans have been long-suffering. So I am so happy to, for the Cleveland Browns and the and the Detroit Lions fans. The Detroit Lions this week, uh, Saturday night, 8-15, take on the Dallas Cowboys at AT&T Stadium. And as for my Philadelphia Eagles, coming off a win against the Giants, Christmas Day, 33-25. The Birds are at home again at Lincoln Financial Field to take on the Earth. Arizona Cardinals, and they still have a chance to get the number one seed. If San Francisco can just lose one out of their last two games and the Eagles can take care of business with Arizona and the uh, Giants, 
the Eagles will be the number one seed for the second straight year. If not, uh, they will most likely win the NFC East and be the number two or number three seed going into the playoffs as well. Oh, also, guys, like I do for all my shows, uh, just give me one second here. I have so many graphics, but live with CDP Sports Talk, again, is a weekly sports and entertainment talk show hosted by yours truly, Chris Palme. I love doing this and uh, is weeknights is on weeknights from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern on radio station WQEE 99.1 FM, the key, the home of Southern sports and talk and the heartbeat of Atlanta. And a shout out to Ryan O'Neill. And also want to do another shout out to Valet Car Wash in Guelph on Gordon Street. They detailed my uh, 2023 Chevy Trailblazer today. And the girl's name is Sin. Sin is her name, and she did a good job uh, detailing and cleaning out my car. And there's nothing better than having a brand-new vehicle that's perfectly clean and organized. And uh, check out Valet Car Wash on Gordon Street here in Guelph. Uh, they do well with their car washes and their detailing services as well. All right, guys, the radio website. Go back to the radio station, WQEE-FM. Uh, our website is wqeefm.radio12345.com if you'd like to listen to Live with CDP Sports Talk tonight at 8, 8, 8 p.m. as well. Live with CDP Sports Talk is live streamed on these platforms, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, slash X, Twitch, LinkedIn, and Live with CDP Sports Talk is now available live on Instagram. So if you follow me on Instagram, Chris Palme, Chris Palme on Instagram, you can watch Live with CDP there as well. And a shout out to StreamYard, uh, who is my live stream provider, uh, for setting that up with Instagram as well. You can also follow me on my website at Beacons dot ai slash chris d Palme, all my media work and previous radio shows etc social media sites are on that website as well beacons.ai slash chris d Palme. live with cdp sports talk again is brought to you by barry cullen chevrolet dealership here in guelph at 905 woodlawn road west in the guelph automobile Check out barrycollin.com for the newest selection of new and pre-owned GM vehicles or give them a call at 519-824-0210. Tell them Chris Palme sent you or email them at info at Speaking of Barry Cullen Chevrolet right now, there is a year-end bonus there with a 2023 Silverado 1500 pickup truck, 0% financing for up to 60 months, plus a 2023 cash credit. Certain conditions apply, HST and leasing extra. More details at barrycollin.com. You can also follow me. Uh, on TikTok at Live with CDP, I now post reels and clips from my podcast radio shows on there as well. I've learned how to do that. So again, check me out on TikTok at Live with CDP. I am a full-time content creator on TikTok, and it's been a great experience as well. StreamYard is the official live stream provider of Live with CDP Sports Talk. If you're into webinars or podcasting such as yours truly, check out StreamYard.com. Live with CDP Sports Talk, the audio version is available on these platforms. iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify for Podcasters, Apple Podcasters, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Spotify, Castbox, LinkedIn, Pandora, and tuned in. And again at eight o'clock on WQEE 99.1 FM. And finally, guys, you can email or text live with CDP Sports Talk at cpame19 at gmail.com or you can text the show at 519-820-7188. If you have comments, questions, suggestions, any feedback would be greatly appreciated as well. And finally, the Detroit Detroit Pistons right now, who broke an NBA record with their 27th consecutive loss the other night against the Brooklyn Nets. The Pistons tonight are on the road to take on the hottest team in the NBA and the Eastern Conference, the Boston Celtics. This should be an easy win for the Celtics. I have a feeling this Pistons team is going to end the streak soon. If they don't upset Boston tonight, who might have a letdown against Detroit, I think the Pistons have a ch good chance of winning. Um, 
upsetting Boston tonight, or Saturday night they take home take on those 13 and 19 Toronto Raptors who are in kind of in a rebuild as well. But as for the Pistons, they are a complete mess. And uh, I don't know what else to say. Check out my episode from two weeks ago with Greg Eno. And he's a longtime Detroit media personality and Pistons expert. And uh, Greg came on our show and talked about the Pistons and the state of the franchise under Tom Gores, Troy Weaver, and now Monty Williams. But hopefully, fingers crossed, this Pistons losing streak ends very soon as well. And speaking of that, we have lacrosse this week as well. And we have the uh, Buffalo Bandits back in action on Friday night, which is December 29th, 7.30 at the KeyBank Center. You can get your tickets at bandits.com or you can check out the National Lacrosse League's website, nll.com. Georgia 2-1, and Buffalo 1-1. and uh, John Gerkler and Steve Bermel, who was on my show uh, the other day, will have the call on the bet 15-20 in Buffalo. And that game will be also on the CW23 network and the Buffalo, New York area. And the uh, NLL game of the week, the National Lacrosse game, the National Lacrosse game of the week on TSN this Saturday, December 30th at 4 p.m. Eastern with the New York Rip Tide taking on the Toronto Rock at the First Ontario Centre in Hamilton with John Abbott, Pat Gregor, and Ashley Docking. And that's about it. I want to say thank you again to my guest, Adam Levi. Uh, Adam Levy, sorry, Adam Levy, just like Marvy, Marv Levy, Adam Levy, who's with the, uh, the National Lacrosse League as a reporter and writer and has his own podcast show. Thank you to Adam for coming on here today. And thank you to Steve. And I want to say again, thank you to uh, thank you to all my guests and my audience uh, watching video and audio. And also thank you to Barry Collins Chevrolet and WQEE 99.1 FM for having my show on their radio station in 2023. I'm looking forward to my 350th episode next week and uh, my fourth year of doing this show as well. I hope everybody has a great night. Enjoy the Thursday night game against uh, the Jets in Cleveland. And also to the Rose Bowl game, I forgot to mention this, is this Monday, January, what is it, January 2nd, I believe. Uh, it'll be Michigan and Alabama uh, from Pasadena, California. I have Michigan winning that game uh, 34 to 27. I think it's going to be a high scoring game, but I believe Michigan will finally get their playoff win and get to that national championship game as well. So go blue, go Michigan. Looking forward to that. And also uh, looking forward to the Eagles Cardinals game on Sunday and uh, a lot of a great time of the year for the National Lacrosse League starting up as well as the NFL heading into the postseason as well. All right, guys, I hope everyone has a great evening, great weekend, and happy new year. And again, thank you for watching and listening to Live with CDP Sports Talk, brought to you by Barry Cullen Chevrolet here in Guelph and on WQEE 99.1 FM weeknights at 8 p.m. Take care, everybody, and uh, we'll see you in 2024 for another edition of Live with CDP Sports Talk.